You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everybody. So as I said, the beginning of Mass today is the celebration here in the parish of the technical solemnity of Pope St. Pius X. He was one of the popes at the beginning of the 20th century, a very holy man, great teacher and reformer of the church, and the first pope out of many popes in the 20th century to have been made saint. Probably his biggest lasting legacy is focused around the Eucharist and the liturgy. Main thing, one thing that still affects us today, is he really encouraged the practice of frequent Holy Communion. It used to be you only received every once in a while. He saw the devotion and the need for frequent reception, and he also lowered the age for first Holy Communion. And so, this legacy that is focused around the gift of the Eucharist, gather around the table, the altar of the Lord. And so, in this sort of vein uh, of the Eucharist and encountering Christ there, it led me to notice a few things in today's gospel, or actually sort of the section surrounding today's gospel here from Luke chapter 13. But as I will often do, preparing a homily, is sort of look at the chapter surrounding it, to sort of situate it within a larger context. And I notice in these three chapters, and you can go look at yourself, how many times food or eating is referenced. And today we talk about that when we say, or the individual who goes to the master of the house, ate and drank at your, in your presence, a reference to food. We see the parables of the mustard seed and the flour. We see the reference to the places of honor at meals, where Christ says to invite the poor to dinner. Uh, also refusing, or individuals refusing the invitation to the banquet, and then finally ending on a passage we all know, we're going to talk about more in today's homily, that is actually about food. And that is the parable of the prodigal son. Remember, the son, when he's there, he's not worthy to eat the food of the pigs. And then he comes back and they slaughter the fattened calf for this big meal. And then finally the older son in going after his dad says, you wouldn't even give me a little kid or goatee with my friends. There's a constant reference to food in that passage, and particularly how it's related to communion with God and in his church. But in looking at these themes of food, it led me to notice something else in the way that these gospel passages are connected a similarity that I had never noticed before. And I'm going to do my best to explain it and try to understand what at least I think Luke meant. Luke was a very intentional evangelist. And so in writing not only the Gospel of Luke, but also connecting it to the Acts of the Apostles, he's also the author of that book. The words he used, the images he used, are very, very intentional. 
And so what do we see today? We see the individual person who goes to the home, goes to the house, and he encounters this individual who we're going to call the master of the house. And the door is closed, and although he asks, he is not allowed in the house. He's not allowed in the house, and he has to stay outside with all the wailing and the grinding of teeth. But what do we see in Luke 15? The parable of the prodigal son. Not only is the son allowed in the house when he encounters the father, the father's out there waiting for him. And then the older son is the one who chooses to not come in the house, although the father goes out there and begs him to come in to celebrate. What's going on here? Because there is an apparent contradiction. What are we supposed to believe? That God is some jerk who's going to lock us out of the house? Or is he the loving father who wants us to come in to the kingdom of heaven? How do we reconcile these two passages? So I spent a good part of the week praying about it, reflecting on it, and asked one of the professors of scripture over at seminary if my thought was correct. He said, sounded correct, and so he gave me permission to preach on it. Well, I don't need his permission, but at least I'm not coming out of left field. And I think the key to interpreting the passage is this individual that the person encounters called the master of the house. Some translations, the householder. In the Greek, not a Greek scholar, it's called the oikodespotes. This is basically sort of like if you have a big mansion, he's the major domo, he's the head butler, he's the one who controls everything and everyone in the house. You know, the maid servants, the cooks and everything. He is the one in charge of the house. And in the gospel we read today, this is the person that locks the door and has this dialogue with the person who is locked outside and won't let him in. The key though, what dawned on me and particularly in comparing it to Luke chapter 15, he is not the father. He's not the one who actually owns the house. He's not the actual one who is in control of the house. He's the one who's been deputed, who's been given the authority to run the affairs of the house, but he is not the father. And therefore, this person who comes and knocks on the door is a stranger to him. Even though he ate and drank in his presence, there are plenty of people in these big parties, assumably, that ate and drank in his presence. He might be a nice guy, but he's not a member of the family. He's not a son, he's not a daughter. Now compare that to Luke 15. The person who first approaches is the prodigal son. He's not a stranger. He may in a certain sense have cut himself off by demanding the, the inheritance early, but he can't get rid of the fact that he is the son. 
And when he comes back, he doesn't have to encounter a locked door. He doesn't have to encounter the, the head butler. He encounters his father. He encounters his dad. And in fact, it's the father who comes out to him. He sees him coming and runs to meet him. And so there is a much deeper, a more intimate relationship. And as I said earlier, it's the father who goes out to the older son, who is out there where there's darkness and wailing and gnashing of teeth, but he's the one who chooses not to come in. The door is open, please, I want you to come in because of his own bitterness and resentment, the older son won't come in. Thus, in comparing it, you see in the younger son, the prodigal son, the one who sinned, is a great confidence and love in the Father's mercy, even though he sinned. So the difference, as much as we can say, it's the difference between encountering the householder and the father, the one who's put in charge and the actual one who owns the house, the real difference is not so much whom we are asking, but who it is that's asking. Is it the stranger that's asking to come in or the son? Are we strangers knocking to come in and to enter into the house of God? Or are we secure in our identities as adopted sons and daughters through the gift of our baptism? Do we know who we are? Or are we just sort of floating through life, practicing our faith, showing up, but we have no idea who God truly is? He may be some distant deity, he's some coach, he's some despot. Or possibly he's just this person who's put in charge, but we don't have a relationship with him, and therefore we don't know who he is, but more importantly, we don't know who we are, and therefore we're not confident children who are willing to approach the Father, knowing his mercy, knowing his goodness, knowing his love, knowing that he's is willing to put discipline. Why? Because he loves us. He wants what's good for us, and that's what we hear in the second reading. But we know that we are not strangers. And therefore, there, no needs to, there doesn't need to be fear of being rejected or being left out because we approach not the second guy in charge, but we approach the Father. God, our Heavenly Father, and we ask as beloved sons and daughters to enter the Father's house. This is the confidence that St. Therese of Lucia talks about in her way of spiritual childhood. No fear, no alienation, no despair or discouragement. Child knows who the Father is and is confident in approaching Him. And so as we sort of, on this solemnity of Pope Pius X, reflect on our own lives and our own attitude towards the Lord, do we ask ourselves, do we know who we are? Do we live in the gaze of the Heavenly Father as beloved sons and daughters, confident in His mercy and confident in His love for us? And do we know who God is? 
Have we experienced him, encountered him as a beloved father, or is he simply just the householder, stranger? And if through our own prayers and reflection we realize, yeah, maybe I've been practicing my faith all my life, but I really don't know who God is as revealed as Father, don't know who I am. We pray at this Mass and throughout the rest of our days that we may have an experience, true, real experience of God, the Father's love for us, that grounds us in our identity as beloved sons and daughters in whom he delights. Amen.